Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. It is Monday. I hope you're all going to have a very good start to the week wherever you're watching or listening to this around the world. This, of course, is another episode of Inside Arsenal. Thank you very much for joining me once again. Quite a bit to talk about at the start of this week. We are, of course, right slap bang in the middle of the international break, but we're half, well, I say we're slap bang in the middle of it. We're half, we're over halfway through it, just over halfway through it. So we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, can't we? We're only six days away now from Arsenal's uh, return to Premier League action against Everton on Sunday. So we are over halfway through it. Not long to go now, but still plenty to talk about. We've got some good news about Gabriel to talk about. I wanted to discuss a little bit, looking ahead to that game against Everton, the decision facing Mikel Arteta when it comes to who plays up front whether it be Eddie Nketiah or whether it be Gabriel Jesus, both, of course, away on international duty with their national teams at the moment as well. Got plenty of questions from you guys as well. Got a little bit to talk about with Marcelo Flores completing his move. Uh, So, yeah, let's get stuck in, shall we? And we're going to start with Gabriel. Good news coming out of Brazil this morning regarding Gabriel, who went off on his Brazil debut against Bolivia a few days ago and was seen receiving treatment on the touchline, having his sort of thigh strapped up with ice. There has been a little bit of concern, shall we say, about Gabriel and his fitness and whether A, he'd be okay to play for Brazil this week, but more importantly for Arsenal, whether he's going to be fit to play against Everton at the weekend. Well, it is good news on that front. He has had scans away with Brazil and those scans have showed up no sign of any significant injury. He is now back in training. As you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, picture of him in training overnight um, in Brazil ahead of their game against Peru on Tuesday night. I think it is UK time or Wednesday morning in the early hours. Um, and he is expected to start. Brazil expected to go with the same starting eleven that thumped 
Bolivia. So that is good news on the Arsenal front. Of course, he's still got another game to get through before he comes back. But good news for Gabriel as well, because he made a really impressive debut for them. And it would have been a shame if he'd have got an injury that sort of ruled him out in the second game and he wasn't able to build on that. So the fact that there is no real serious injury for him and he will be able to play for them in the game against Peru that is coming up. He'll, you know, another decent performance from him there. And you think he's probably going to nail down a starting spot for Brazil, which will be a big boost for him and absolutely deserved because he's such a good player. And um, it's pretty mad that he's had to wait this long to sort of force his way into the Brazil reckoning. So now that he's in it, he'll want to stay there. So it's good news for him, but very much good news for Arsenal. And hopefully that means that we will continue to see that William Saliba and Gabriel uh, partnership when Arsenal return against um, Everton at the weekend. So good news on that front. Scans showing up no significant injury on the thigh of Gabriel and he is back training. Interestingly, I see Saliba looks like he's going to start for France on Tuesday as well. He didn't play in the game against um I think he came on. Did he come on? He might have come on. Uh, but he didn't start in France's last game against Republic of Ireland. But he is expected to start against Germany in the friendly they've got coming up this week, um, potentially against Kai Havertz, uh, who had played against Tommy Asu in the last game of the international break. So coming up against two Arsenal defenders in that one. So Gabriel and Saliba both expected to start for their national teams um, ahead of the weekend game against Everton. Fingers crossed they both come through them unscathed and uh, they can play very, very well. So good news on Gabriel. Okay, from one Brazilian to the other, Gabriel Jesus only played for one minute against um, Bolivia. He came on right at the end of that 5-1 win. Whether he gets more minutes against Peru, we shall have to wait and see. As I said earlier, it looks like Brazil are going to go with the same start in 11. So Richarlison will once again be leading the line. And Gabriel Jesus, if he does play, he'll have to settle for some minute off the bench. Um he certainly showed what he could do with that cameo against Manchester United last time out. Not just a goal, which was superbly well taken, but his all-round performance, I thought, when he came on, uh, was very, very good. He caused Manchester United a lot of problems, especially out on the right. And it doesn't just make me think about what, you know, what is Mikel going to do ahead of this game against Everton at the weekend? Do you stick with Eddie Nketiah or do you bring Gabriel Jesus back in? Now, Gabriel Jesus, I fully expect, will come back in at some point. He is still the main man at Arsenal, the main striker. But do you continue with Eddie at this point? He's not letting anyone down. He's playing well. Um, and do you wait to bring Gabriel Jesus back into the side? Now, Jesus, like the other Brazilians for Arsenal, Martinelli and Gabriel, is going to have going to have a lot of travel before that game against Everton. I think they play Peru on Wednesday morning, early doors on Wednesday morning. They're going to have to get back, um, probably arrive back at Colney maybe Thursday afternoon or potentially they'll be allowed to sort of just relax at home and then come back in on the Friday. And then Arsenal will be heading up to Liverpool on the Saturday. So do you rest the Brazilians? Or certainly, you know, some of them, I suspect Gabriel will play centre-back if he's fit and Martinelli will probably play left-back, but, uh, left-wing. But I think Gabriel Jesus is maybe a little bit more up in the air. Do you continue with Inketia or do you play Gabriel Jesus? I think it'd be pretty harsh if Eddie gets dropped. I thought he did all right against Manchester United. Um, and I think he might well keep his spot in this team against Everton. But I'm I, I'm interested to know what you guys think about this. You know, do, who would you go with as a central striker at Goodison Park if both come back unscathed from the international break? The kind of reason why I'm thinking maybe Eddie will keep his spot for now is just the sort of message it sends out. I think if he just, you know, plays well, makes his mark in the team. And then as soon as Gabriel Jesus is back fit, that's it, he's out. You know, Arteta resisted the urge to do that against United. I don't think Gabriel Jesus was fit enough to start the United game. But um, 
he could well be for the Everton game, but I just still think bring him back on. Bring you could see the impact he made off the bench when he came on against Manchester United against Tyler and Licks when you've got a player as clever as Jesus coming on, could make a big, big impact at Goodison Park. Um, so for me, I think you stick with Eddie and then you bring Jesus on, and there's a couple of other decisions to make. Obviously, the defense is going to be interesting. Do you stick with that back four? Fingers crossed he does. So Ben White at right back. And then uh, Gabriel and Saliba at centre-back and Zinchenko once again at left-back, providing all of, all of those players get through the international break unscathed, aside from Ben White, of course, who stayed in London Colney because he's not with England. Um, and then what do you do in midfield? That's going to be a big thing as well. You know, Does Kai Havertz continue to play? I think he will. I think when you look at what Arsenal are going to face against Everton at Goodison Park, it's going to be a highly physical game. You know, Everton basically bullied Arsenal at Goodison Park last season. Arsenal went there in really great form, hadn't lost a game in donkeys long uh, months and months and months before they went to that Goodison Park game and then they got turned over in Daish's first match it was a real hostile atmosphere Everton's midfield of Decore and Nana really bullied Arsenal really in that in, that day it was a really disappointing showing from Arsenal they lost 1-0 to a set piece and it's going to be a very similar game this time out and so I just wonder if Arteta's going to look at it even if he would be tempted to potentially take Havertz out because of the form that he's showing and the criticism he's getting I think he might look at Goodson Park and think, you know, this is a game for, for Kai Havertz and he sticks with him. So you have Declan Rice, Havertz and Odegaard continuing in that midfield three for this one. And again, you've got your sort of impactors, as Mikel likes to call them, who can come on off the bench if needs be and make an impact in the second half in Fabio Vieira or you know, Gabriel Jesus, as I said earlier. So it's some interesting points um, to discuss and sort of debate as we get closer to the Everton game at the weekend. But please do let me know what your sort of thinking is, especially in that sort of central striker role. Do you think it's time to bring Gabriel Jesus back in or would you leave him on the bench for this one? And again, go with Eddie Nketiah as the striker at Goodison Park. Right, I've had a fair few questions about this because Martin Odegaard's in the news again in the headlines about his contract. Uh, I think there's been a few reports about how, he, uh, I think Fabrizio was, was was saying about how Odegaard's in love with Arsenal and um, you know contracts will happen. I don't really have any more update on it. So obviously I reported on this a couple of weeks ago that Arsenal had sort of really kicked on in their contract talks with Odegaard and we're looking to get something tied down with him. And I fully expect that will happen. But I haven't, you know, lots of you have been saying, oh, what, what's going on? Is it, are we close? Is, is something move forward? It's just not really anything more I can give you. You know, the reports, they're, they're nothing majorly new. The, the talks are ongoing. I don't think it's necessarily going to be a really quick process, even though all parties are aligned and, you know, want Odegaard to stay, he wants to stay, Arsenal want him to stay. It's still, you know, this is a big contract. This is the captain. It's not one that you can just click your fingers and it'll be done. Look how long it took for Saliba and Saka and, and stuff like that. So I'm not saying it's going to be a long, drawn-out process. It's going to go on on and on and on all throughout the season. But I'm not sure it's one that's going to be click your fingers and it's done. You're just going to have to be a little bit patient. So I wouldn't get too sort of excited by the news, the, the sort of headlines that are going around now. I don't think anything's really moved forward. It's just a case of, you know, all parties are aligned and want Odegaard to stay. And I fully expect that he will stay and he will sign his new contract. And those talks that are taking place at the moment will ultimately prove successful. And I'm sure the same will be for Ben White as well, uh, who is the kind of next player with Odegaard that Arsenal are looking to tie down to a new contract. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, Marcelo Flores, as I reported earlier on, uh, well, not earlier on in the week, because we're at the start of the new week now, but as I reported towards the end of last week, that Flores was going to be joining Tigres in Mexico. That deal had been agreed. That has now been confirmed. It was confirmed yesterday that he had signed, you know, uh, Tigres announcing it, Arsenal announcing it as well. Marcelo has taken to Instagram to write a little message to Arsenal following exits. He says, to one of the best teams in Europe and the best team in the Premier League, thank you, thank you to the coaches, my teammates, the staff, and all of those who have helped me shape me into the player and the person that I am. I couldn't have asked for a better development and place to start my professional journey. And I will take away the best memories of my time at the club. I wish you all the very best and know this club will always have a very special place in my heart once a gunner. Dot, dot, dot. So a very nice leave-in message there from Marcelo and good luck to him. Looking forward to seeing how well he progresses. Clearly a very talented player. Huge amounts of natural talent when it comes to Marcelo. Um, can do some great things with the ball. Uh, pathway for Arsenal is, is a very difficult one, I think, for a player. Certainly his position at the moment when you look at who's in front of him. Um, in the sort of wide and number 10 positions. Um, so I think it's kind of best for all parties that he went on now and kicked on and got his career started elsewhere. And I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him back in Europe. I don't know the finer details of the contract agreement uh, with Tigres, but I'm pretty sure that Arsenal will have some sort of sell-on clause or a matching rights clause in there. It tends to be what they do with their young players now whenever they leave. And I fully expect that will be the same right now. But I don't have full details yet. If I get them, then I will let you know. But um, yeah, good luck to Marcelo. Really good move for him as well. Heading over to Mexico. Of course, the Mexico Internationals. Never played there. Never actually lived there. Born in Canada, I think he was. Um, came over here. Came through at Ipswich and moved to Arsenal. Um, his dad's obviously Mexican. And um, so, yeah, sort of great for them to be going there. But it's not like he's going home because he's never actually lived there. But, uh, you know, he's going to be very much in the spotlight. Hugely popular young player with Mexico. So they'll be delighted to have him. And I think it's a really good move for him. Right, some questions and some comments now. Here's one from Mad Gun Monster. It says, it makes you wonder what went right for Pepe under Unai, but so wrong under Galaxy Brain. He's shown that when you fall out of favour with him, you really fall out of favour or with Guendouzi. Pepe, yeah, I don't really understand this because when you said it makes you wonder what went right for Pepe under Unai, not, not really anything went right for Pepe under Unai. You know, I think he only scored one league goal during uh, Unai's time as Arsenal manager, and that was a penalty. So he didn't score in open play for Arsenal under Unai Emery. Yeah, I think he scored two goals in Europe under Emery as well, and both of those were those free kicks against Victoria. So, um, he, yeah, he, and he, he only started eight games. He was on the bench a lot of time under Emery. Emery didn't want you know, uh, Nicolas Pepe. He wanted Wilfred Zaha. So, I don't really understand what you mean by, by he said it makes you wonder what went right for Pepe. Pepe's best time under Ars at Arsenal by a distance was under Arteta. That's when he played his best football, the second half of that debut season after Emery had gone and Arteta came in and went on and won the FA Cup. 
you know, Pepe played his best football then under Arteta. And then the following season, the full se- first full season under Arteta, he ended up as top goal scorer, I think, and scored 15 or 16 goals. So um, nothing really went right for him under Unai. What did go right for him at Arsenal was under Pepe. So, uh, But I, when you say, when he says they're the second part of that, he's shown that when you fall out of favour, you really do fall out of favour. It's true. Absolutely, you do fall out of favour with Mikel. It's very difficult to get back. And you lift some of those. Different with Orba and Guendouzi because those were... Um, sort of behavioural issues and um, sort of stepping out of line in with disciplinary issues. That never happened with Pepe. Pepe was fine and it was just more a footballing thing when it came to Pepe. But Orba and Guendouzi, that was very much a disciplinary thing. He fell out of favour because of that. And when you do that with Arteta especially, there's not really any way back. And that was the case with those two. Uh, here's one from... Uh, I can't even pronounce that, but thank you very much for your comment. He said, great content as always, Charles. Really disappointed with a women's result. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all are. Regarding Pepe, wishing him well, thought his signing and his stay with us was symptomatic of what we've been through as a club. It's considered a flop, but through it all, there was a lot of scapegoating going on too. He never once went on a strop and kept his feelings private. The one question I have for Arteta is regarding his management at certain players. Seems like he sidelines players he doesn't fancy to a detrimental degree. I could be wrong, but I saw this with Pepe, Mate, the Nile, Smith Rowe, Tierney, definitely Orba. I think this impacts us because of all, it's all in the public domain and tends to affect our profitability when it comes to his sales. It's a squad game. Everyone needs to be part of that and feel part of man and management. Needs to be more, needs to be more nuanced. In this day and age, in my two cents, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good point. Again, I think it's slightly different with Orba, as I said, just because that was a disciplinary type thing. And mate, the Niles, kind of as well, they 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 did fall out a little bit. Um, where hopefully it doesn't happen with Smith Rowe when he can force his way back into the team. You know, Tierney, for all, you know, Tierney still played thirty three games last season, so it, it, what he wasn't really frozen out. And Arteta liked Kieran Tierney. Um, you know, he used him a lot last season. It was just that Arsenal sort of moved away from Kieran Tierney in terms of how they play, but. There is definitely something I feel like Mikel could improve on is that sort of is that relationship with players that are a little bit more on the outside. I think he could make them feel a little bit more welcome and more involved. And I know that I'm not the only person who, who feels that. I know that players who have been in that situation certainly feel that as well. Um, so, so yeah, and it's, I, I agree. I think it's definitely something that he could potentially work on if he wants to become a better manager. He probably does need to work on it, but... Um, yeah, I think some of those sort of examples you listed, there's a little bit different ones there, especially the Orba one, because, you know, Orba and Mikel were very tight, were very close. Mikel worked so hard to get him to sign his new contract, but fortunately, Orba stepped out of line more than once disciplinary-wise, and ultimately that led to his downfall at Arsenal. And I have to say, when you look at what Orba's gone on to do since he left Arsenal and what Arsenal have gone on to do since Orba left Arsenal, I think it's really hard to argue that it wasn't the right decision by Arteta and, and the club. Uh, here's one from Mr. Ace Blader. says, glad Tommy is getting the recognition again. Fans are forgetting how good he was for us last time. Yeah, 100%. Look, I think Tommy Aspie is a fantastic uh, defender and he deserves a lot of the, cra- uh, the, the praise that he gets because he is, um, he's just a really versatile player. I saw someone pointing out, I think they were talking about Timber and they're saying, we seem to forget we've already kind of got, it might be, I think Andrew uh, Arsblog wrote a really good blog on Tommy Aspie today that I was, I was reading earlier where he was giving him his praise and remembering how good a player he was. And although Arsenal signed Timber, this versatile player, he can play across the back line. He rightly pointed out that Tommy Asu can do that as well. And I think the injuries that Tommy suffered, a lot of us, you kind of look at it and just, and you almost kind of forget about him sometimes, how good he is and how good he was when he first arrived. You know, he was brilliant when he first arrived. That run he had in the team before he got that first injury, he was so good, playing so well. 
And he's such a good professional as well. I remember I sat down with him during an interview last season and talking, just talking to him about Arsenal and Arteta and how Arsenal had improved under Arteta. And he was, you know, saying how amazing he was to work with and everything like that. But he was just, he, he's just such a professional and he'll give you everything no matter where you play him at right back, at left back, at left side of centre back, like where he's playing for Japan and played so well against Germany in midweek and continues to play well for Japan in that position. So, um, when you kind of look at the options Arsenal do have defensively, Tommy Asu's so central to that. And if he can stay injury-free, and to be fair, last season, he didn't really have too many injuries until he suffered that really unlucky knee injury in the game against Sporting that ruled him out for the remainder of the season. But up to that point, it wasn't like he was he was picking up injuries all the time and muscle injuries. He was actually staying very fit last season until that really unlucky one. And if he can do that this season, he's got a huge part to play this season because he's such a good player. He's so versatile. Technically, he's so good as well. Um, that, you know, Mikel Arteta will use him and use him a lot and he'll be a really influential player this season. He deserves a lot of the praise that he gets because he's a top, top player. So, yeah, like you, um, I agree. I think he's very, very good that he's getting the praise he deserves at the moment and hopefully he can have another good performance for Japan before coming back to Arsenal at the weekend. All right, that's it from me today, everyone. Thank you very much for your time. As always, I really do appreciate it wherever you've been watching or listening to this around the world. Have a fantastic Monday. Have a great start to your week and I'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again. Have a good one, everyone. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.